This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Happy Listener Appreciation Week, everybody. I am Glenn DeGeek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network. And may the 4th be with you. Episode 2426 brought to you by Kemen. Good morning, Horse World. They're all in line. We're ready for the start. They're off in the Kentucky Derby Triple Crown Showdown. Justify was off to a slow beginning as Seattle Slough goes straight to the early lead in the black and yellow colors. And right alongside is Count Fleet. Farther on, Omaha's next. Whirl away in the blue and red split horses, while Secretariat in those blue and white colors is fifth and down on the inside. They're being followed by Gallant Fox in between horses. And there goes Assault now, moving up between rivals and getting close to the pace to a 23.52 opening quarter mile. And it's back to Sir Barton, followed by a firmed War Admiral. American Pharaoh is third last early on in those turquoise and yellow silks. Citation in the red is next. And Justify is at the back of the field. So they make their way to the backstretch with Slew in front. Seattle Slew onto the backstretch, the leader. Count Fleet is second, Omaha's third, Secretariat right there now, running in fourth, just two lengths off the lead to a 46.54 half mile. And they're being followed by a firm who's making progress in the pink colors on the inside. Farther out comes Gallant Fox. And now, here come American Pharaoh and Citation, and they're moving together. They're within five lengths of the lead as they make their way to the half mile pole, where the leader is Seattle Slew from Count Fleet. On the outside, Omaha starts to drop back. Secretariat now takes third. Whirl away is fourth and down on the inside. American Pharaoh, three wide on the turn, now five lengths from the front. Then affirmed at the rail and citation. Around the far turn, it is still Seattle Slough. American Pharaoh is sweeping up on the outside and bumped there at the top of the stretch with Whirl away. Secretariat starting to put in his bid. And they're into the stretch. And it's Seattle Slough who comes down to the final furlong in front. Secretariat runs at him. American Pharaoh is in the center of the track. Citation is down toward the rail into the last 16th. Here comes Secretariat in the middle. Citation on the inside. Then Seattle slew an American Pharaoh. Here's the finish. Secretariat has won it. Over Citation. Then Seattle slew affirmed an American Pharaoh was fifth. <laughs> oh my God! It was so great. How did, cool was that? Do you know that he didn't see the he didn't see the race ahead of time? He was calling that live. Nobody did. Yeah. But I would like to point out something. <laughs> yes. I would like to point out that I really think that the fractions of this race should have been a lot faster. I believe Secretariat should have really taken off if. <laughs> One of them would have freaking switched leads. Oh, my God. <laughs> Secretariat ran the entire race on a circle to the left on his right lead. Never switched. Seattle Slough ran the and entire here, I race. I thought the graphics were really, really good, but maybe they weren't horse people. Maybe they horse were people. Like game people. They switch leads at the top, at the turn, and then in the, in the straightaway. Yeah, the muscles like, and everything, the neck muscles, and they had that. I know you were going on about how great all the graphics were. And I'm like, oh, my God, they didn't See, I never leads. noticed that. 
American Pharaoh ran the whole race on his left lead, but most impressively, Secretariat and those sweeping wide turns stayed on his right lead the whole time and still won. Okay, so it's like I mean, tire, yeah, well, he could have done it anyway. Hey, would anybody? Would everybody have been pissed if Secretariat hadn't won this? I mean, was there any? Could, even thought he's run the fastest race ever, right? You so. no, he has to win. He has the record. Yeah, <laughs> so, <exactly. I> mean, <laughs> you but how that. close they were surprised me. Well, I think too. You know, I think his secretariat ran it in one fifty nine and two fifths, and uh, there's like three horses that have won it in one fifty nine and so and so fifths, yeah. and I I can't remember. Excuse me, uh, who who did those? But I mean, also a lot of the horses that ran really fast had sloppy tracks. I think yeah. they took all of that into account and really made this awesome race. And I was, I loved seeing like whirl away up there and affirmed up there, and not just justify an American like the most recent ones. You know, like I feel like they just did. They did a good service to it. It was cool. It was cool. And they had to put it together fast when you think about it. It was only eight weeks ago or six weeks ago that they canceled. So they had six weeks to put this together. They had to get these horses out and get them fit. I know. And do some training. <laughs> they had to dig some of them up. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. I went there. <laughs> oh, it was so, but it was, it was just cool. But I was really disappointed. I thought it was going to be a whole bunch of classic races. Like I wanted to see... Oh, the show the was ridiculous. Of, they put of, that. I mean, it was just two hours of the American Pharaoh story. It was they replayed American Pharaoh year. Yeah, yeah. I, I was hoping that they would like show old footage of if they had of like whirl away and citation and war admiral and kind of get some but of the again, black. They had lights. six weeks and all their people are at home working, so <laughs> maybe they couldn't. I don't know. Can't you YouTube that and put it together? <laughs> Yeah, we do I, it. <laughs> I, I just kept going back and forth. And I'm like, oh, it's still American Pharaoh, still American Pharaoh. But you said it was it that was, was the whole thing. All they did was replay the whole thing, including right. the weird couple there that does the fashion stuff. Uh huh. Who I hate. I mean, they had them. I was Tara just a replay Lipinski. of the whole. Oh, I hate those two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not. A, you're not a uh, ice skater fashionista. I'm not a fashion so. diva. No, definitely no. not. If you look what I wear, I'm definitely not a fashion diva. Hey, we have a fun show today. We do. Um, Tell us about who's coming on today. Well, Listener Appreciation Week starts off chatting with eventer Rachel Walker from Double Shot Equestrian, which I gotta, I, we gotta ask if that's what we think it is. Uh, we learn all about show jumper and Mustang owner Tiana Vestry and Leah Horn from New York, plus some equestrian first world problems will round out the show. And you have a post show thing to do, right? I do. I have a training tip from uh, from an auditor. So we figured I was going to do it on the show. And you said, nope, we're saving it. So uh, we're going to do a training tip for an auditor after the show. So this and how, is do, not how do people us. access that? It's about, oh, to access that. You just go to horseradionetwork.com. Thank you for the prod there. Uh, you go to horseradionetwork.com and scroll down the right side of the page. You'll see where it says auditor. And you click on that for as little as $3 a month. You too can join the party in the auditor room. Uh, I did want to say that uh, this week is not about us. It's not about Jamie and I for a change. It's about you guys. It's all about our listeners, our auditors, the people who've been supporting us for a long time by listening, and we really appreciate that. So we're going to learn all about you guys this week. I think we're meeting a total of six, eight, maybe eight auditor or listeners this week. So we're very excited about that. But in the meantime, we still have daily winnies to do. That doesn't go away. Very loud. Blast my eardrums out. Yeah, right. (laughs) 
One auditor birthday, Brenny or Brenda Honeycutt. It's her birthday today. Thank you. Or thank you. Happy birthday to Brenda. Thank you for listening. Also, Tammy, an auditor on our auditor page. Congrats on your new beautiful farm. I don't know if you saw the pictures, but uh, it is a beautiful farm. And congratulations on that. It's always very exciting. Ask Jamie. She's living in her new house. So, And I'm still working for my old one, so I really appreciate the new one. Yeah, she's commuting to work for the first yeah. time ever. <laughs> oh, I still love that daily, Winnie. Hey, I just wanted to do a couple. Uh, I'm going to cram a bunch of daily Winnies together. Um, first of all, I had a horse in training last week named Economic Impact, and I had a training a horse in training last fall named Annie. Are you okay? All one word. And they were just adopted from Horse and Hound Rescue. So yay! From the same person got both. Um, I also wanted to give a daily Winnie out to this group of children that came up and donated a whole ton of stuff to Horse and Hound Rescue. They brought horse food and dog food. They came up from Lawton and a bunch of awesome kids there. And I took a horse in training this past week, and his name is Make a Liquor Run. How great is, is he that? from, like, the mountains of Appalachia? Uh, he, I don't know where he's from, Glenn, but you can Google, you can equibase him. His name is Make a Liquor Run, and he came to me this like little bundle of nerves, like he's just very skittish. Trunk of a nineteen fifties hot rod. <laughs> he's like, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we we call him Prohibition. I'm yeah. um, <laughs> please tell me you call him Prohibition. I just call him liquor. You know, he's not, he's not mine to rename. He's just here for training, but Oh my God, I love him so much. I got to give him his first ride yesterday. And I really thought, Oh, I'm in for it with this guy. This is going to be a tough one because he was so flighty and he's kind of like 15, two and he's very quarter horsey and he's very quick and he's very reactive. And so I've done all of the, the steps that, you know, a certified Monty Roberts instructor should do on one of these horses. And I got on him yesterday and he was freaking perfect. And I'm just so excited that that happened. And I'm so excited that that worked. And, and I'm just, I'm so, I was, I was on cloud nine yesterday because of how wonderful this first ride went when I really thought I was going to hit, I was going to eat. So I'm like, mm, this is the, I'm going to eat dirt with this one. Uh, I mean, the day is not, time's not over. It still could happen. But yesterday was awesome. So anyway, I just wanted to sh shout out to make a liquor run. And I knew you'd have fun with the I name. I love that name. <laughs> That's the best name you've had yet. Oh, by far. <laughs> by far. <laughs> That's a, Economic impact is like too serious. I like make a liquor run. Uh, could you imagine run. Larry Como saying that name down the stretch? I, everybody's been giving suggestions of names are like, you got to call him Jack. You got to call him Jim. You got to call him. You didn't find a D race Jose. with him in, did you? No, he never raced. Oh, that's too bad. We could play that race. That'd be fun. I know. Bless. Well, that's what the thing is. He's four years old. He, he, I guess he fractured a sesamoid yeah, well, and st stood in a stall for a year. So, and now he's well, back. So grumpy. <laughs> he probably hasn't been ridden and, you know, he's four years old since he was a yearling. And so, because he never actually went into training. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, totally sound. He's all healed and all healthy. But because of that, he's basically unstarted. If he ever had a rider on, it was when he was a yearling. So this was like a real honest to God restart. You like from the ground up first rider kind of situation. And that's why I was so pleased because I thought I was toast. I'm like, this isn't going to get me. He's going to get me. Nope. He was perfect. Oh, good. 
Yay. Yay. All right. Before we get to our first listener for Listener Appreciation Week, uh, I wanted to mention we have no Facebook Live at 5 tonight as uh, we have the Auditor Monthly Facebook Live. And if you're an auditor, uh, we'll be joining you in the auditor room about 8 o'clock Eastern time. This is the monthly kind of status of HRN that we do for the auditors. I can kind of consider them part owners of the company. And uh, I think Wendy, Reese, and Philip are going to join. Jamie has to run a horse. Uh, she can join us next month. Uh, but uh, Wendy, I, I would rather be with you guys than where I'm going to be training an 18 hand horse to load who is probably a, uh, in a 16 hand horse trailer. No, it's a big trailer. Okay. I already went once. It's huge. But the problem is if you are a professional horse owner and you're calling me to load your horse, oh. you've done it all. Yeah, that horse has you've been through everything. everything. Yeah, my, I had. I was supposed to go back Saturday for the second time, and I'm like, I can't move my arms. I can't make a fist because <laughs> this horse has just been leaning on me. So anyway, I took it eighteen tonight. Hands, like draft horse size, eighteen hand warm blood. She's a Hanoverian, I think, and um that's has a been a broodmare I mean, for years. And yeah, it's it. a draft. <laughs> let's face it, eighteen hands a draft horse. She you is know how ginormous. Is under fourteen too. Well, anything over eighteen is a draft horse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm exactly. going with. Hey, you want to call our first listener? Let's do it. We're going to Wisconsin. And we're going to talk to Rachel from Wisconsin. She runs a, a farm called Double Shot Equestrian. And she's a self-employed horse trainer and a professor at the University of Wisconsin, River Falls. It's always what we have said. We have the... Uh... Good morning. Hi, Rachel. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Good. Hey, Rachel, you're live on the radio, just so you <laughs> <Cool>. know. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. You're our first listener on Listener Appreciation Week. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yes, you're you're our test run. We're going to see how it goes oh, with boy. you. So don't screw <laughs> it up. Okay, then, no pressure. <laughs> and then if it doesn't work, we'll just cancel everybody else, okay? Uh, Perfect. All right, good. <laughs> all right, first question I have to ask you is double shot equestrian. Does that relate to alcohol? Well, it depends. You know, do you need the caffeine or do you need the sedative? <laughs> Where are you at? Are you in the start box? <laughs> Ooh, I've got a horse for you. His name is Make a Liquor Run. <laughs> oh, sweet. That is perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> so you're an it, adventurer? It started Rachel? with coffee. <laughs> yeah, I am an adventurer. Um, I also do hunter jumpers. Um, I teach, well, coach the hunt seat team at the University of Wisconsin, River Falls. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and you know, so we do dressage too because we're eventers, but we try not to only do dressage. It's like you just—it's a necessary evil as far as yes. eventing goes. I mean, it's how you get all the points. If you call it flat work, it's more palatable, right? That's true. Good point. <laughs> I'm gonna flat today. Perfect. So, did your season get cut short? Your uh, your your uh, season for the uh, University of Wisconsin did it get cut short this year? Yes, it was so sad. I had five girls qualify for zones. Um, so we were supposed to go to Texas down to Amarillo and we weren't able to do that. And so then we weren't able to go on to nationals, which was supposed to be this last weekend in New York. So right in their postseason, right as they all qualified, everything got cut. Everything uh, got canceled. That was a, that had been a trip from Wisconsin to Texas and then back to New York. That's a, that's a oh. heck of a trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we've been both places, and it's super fun. Now, you, the oh, nice you know, part Amarillo's is you don't bring got, your own horses, right? You use their horses. 
No, exactly. Yep, right. they catch ride. So it's yeah. it's really cool. And by the time you get to nationals, there's some pretty cool horses they get to ride. Well, pretty maybe next top year. level hunters. Maybe next year. I'm, 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 hopefully, I'm hopefully thinking next year. So, how long you've been self employed <laughs> doing the horse training thing? Oh my gosh, probably sixteen, seventeen years. Longer than I want to admit. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a, quite some time. And eventing all the way or, or all, all along, or was that something you started after Hunters? Um, I actually started eventing first, but my clients, like I have a big group with Icelandic horses that I teach. Um, I have some clients that just do Western trail riding. I have some that show. I have some that event, some that do more just local shows. So it kind of runs the gamut, really. So, Rachel, do you have a horse of your own? <laughs> I have too many. Okay. Um, gotcha. Yeah. I have two project fails that I own now. Um, <laughs> never, well, one of them I sold twice and he came back twice. And so I guess he's stuck with me now or I'm stuck with him. Um, and then I have, I do a lot of off track thoroughbreds. So one of them, he came, I fell in love with him. He'll never leave. He does lessons for me now. Um, but then I have two off tracks that are projects this year that will be for sale. What track do you, you guys farm from in Wisconsin? Well, we do have Canterbury racetrack in Minnesota. Okay. But the two, and that's where my, my long-term guy, Vinny, the one I will own forever. He came from there. Um, the two new ones this year came from Kentucky. They came from Amy Paulus with the Paulus performance oh, horses. Gotcha. So I got those two from her and they're really cool. Nice horses. Yeah, she's she's known for ha for having a pretty good eye on him, so that's pretty cool. Um, well, yeah, awesome. Oh, Go ahead. Can, I, can I ask about the Icelandics? You work with Iceland. How, yeah. how is is that fun? I mean, oh, it's super fun, especially like you know I'm in Wisconsin, so this time of year we actually get to go outside and like tolt them down the road and tolt them on the trails. And like I said, I don't know that I want to own one because I really like the jumping and I really like eventing, but they are. They're like little sports cars. <laughs> Have you ever ridden one, Jamie? An Icelandic? No. Yeah. That is one. Oh, you should. <laughs> All right. Well, as soon as this is over, I'm on my way. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so um, do you, you've, you've been a listener for a long time too, haven't you? I know. Um, I started listening to the eventing radio show and I don't remember like where I heard of it. Um, that was my gateway drug, and now I listen to everything. <laughs> I know. I've seen your name around for many, many, many years. You've, you've popped in and yep. out for many years, and I know you're an auditor also, right? Yeah. I, I got in at that $10 I get a coffee mug level. <laughs> did you ever Ooh. get your coffee mug? Double, or did I double shot equestrian. Did I, ever, <laughs> did I remember to send it? Uh, Check. Yes. Oh, good. I good. use it all the time. Oh, good. 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 Mine's actually my mine. The the lettering is wearing off, so I got to get a new. Oh one. my gosh! <laughs> I guess I've overused well, my coffee. Let's mic. do the rapid fire because I'm super excited to see what Rachel's answers are to some of these rapid <laughs> fire questions. Okay. <laughs> let's uh, start with Rachel. This we have some rapid fire questions for you. So okay. Uh, you can give us rapid fire answers and then Jamie will jump in and make them not rapid fire. Uh, I would never. <laughs> favorite food from Wisconsin cheese. Oh, it actually has yes, fettuccine Alfredo. Oh, there you go. It's my favorite. Yep. <laughs> homemade, homemade Alfredo sauce, lots of cheese. Well, I'm definitely on my way. I'll go with that. Yeah. We'll all eat that. Look, we agree <laughs> on the food. There you go. Uh, least favorite food. 
That would be mushrooms. Oh. I don't eat fungus. Oh, yeah. I'm no. with you. Sorry, Jamie. <laughs> oh, no, I hate mushrooms. Mushrooms yeah. and Oh, really? Look, we all agree on both of things. those. <laughs> What's your biggest equestrian pet peeve? I think, in general, it's just sloppiness. You know, and the more I got into the hunters, like if you show up and your jacket's flapping and your saddle pad doesn't fit and just not being like precise or tidy or paying attention to detail, I think is my biggest pet peeve. Maybe I won't come. She'll hate me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll just whip you into shape. (laughs) So how do you go from hunters to eventing where they really don't care? You know, it. Well, the the top-notch eventers do care. I mean, they've turned out really nicely. Look at the trot, the the jog, you know, when they do the trot up. Man, that's a level I can't get to. (laughs) Please tell me you wear colors on cross-country, though. I used to. I used to wear pink for breast cancer because my mom had breast cancer, but I'm, like, older now, and I just use black and white because I'm boring. (laughs) Do you know why, though? Let me tell you why you use black and white and you're older now. It's because you just don't have time. You know, no, I mean, and everything matches. And when I was younger, I would do like the electric tape blue stripes around my boots yes. and like get all fancy. And now I'm like, oh my God, what sh- do I have a clean shirt to wear across country? <laughs> right. Let's just do that. And yeah. and the white things can go in with the OxyClean and they come out white again. Fantastic. Yeah, it's fine. Just That's do it. Easy. <laughs> Favorite professional equestrian. God, this is so hard. I mean, there's so many. I like. Across the board, but a lot of the women like B.D. Madden, Laura Kraut, uh, who doesn't like Mark Todd, Philip Dutton, David O'Connor. And I've met a lot of those people and they're just as nice in person as they are, you know, like they're willing to share. They're willing to. Have you seen the Madden Method YouTube videos that have been going around? I have not. I, Jamie, I've heard you should about watch them. them. Madden, Madden, Madden teaches a lesson. Yeah, Ooh, it's, I think it's I John Madden sales. You can watch B.Z. teach. You'll be on the floor swooning. That's awesome. I'll check that out. <laughs> there's, there's just so much about all of them that, you know, they all have so much to teach us. They all have so much we can watch and learn. They're great horsemen and horsewomen. They're great riders. Well, you've stolen everybody else's answers now since you named all of them. I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if money were no object and COVID is over, where would you go on your first trip? So, you know, where I would go is Texas because. The place we were supposed to go for IHSA zones, I've been to before, and I was so looking forward to it. Where, what Aww. is it? Where were you going to go? So it's a little town called Canyon. It's just by Amarillo, um, and it's the Palo, Palo Duro Canyon. It's the second largest canyon in the U.S., so it looks like a mini Grand Canyon with the red dirt and the rocks, and you can go trail riding in there. It's beautiful. We had somebody on the show once that actually did trail rides into there. Uh, I, I remember yeah. discussing that. Yeah, yeah. It's gorgeous. What's the most terrifying thing you've ever done, and would you do it again, horsey or not? I think that was, it's, it's kind of a toss-up. So when I was in college, after my freshman year, I went and worked at Spruce Meadows for Laura Kraut students. You know, so I was 18, and I took off kind of my first time with someone I didn't know for the whole summer to work as a groom. And that, I think, maybe was more terrifying for my mom, but also <laughs> scary for me. <laughs> So I assume you'd do it again then, if you had to? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That was a great time. Hard work, but a really good time. All right. Two more important questions. If you could just have one superpower, what would it be? I'd want to fly. Yeah. For sure. 
I'm with you on that one. Because look yep. how fast you could get everywhere. <laughs> It'd just, be, It'd so just be cool to be, you know, go way up high and be able to look at everything. Speaking of flying, if every if you want to uh, go to the Horses in the Morning Facebook page, everybody today, and take a look, there was uh, somebody recently that flew, like last week, that flew over the New World Equestrian Center in a plane and took a bunch of pictures from the air. And it oh, will cool. give you an appreciation for how freaking big and Disneylandish this is going to be. So <laughs> check it out. Go to the Horse in the Morning Facebook page and take a look at it. It's been shared a bunch of times already. It is incredible. Uh, take a look at that. And then one, the most important question of the day, of the week, is what is your favorite thing about Horses in the Morning? I like... I like everything about it. I sometimes I listen to you guys just, you know, the entertainment, the lighter stuff. Sometimes I dig into the ones where they're talking about sports psychology and coaching and training. So it depends on my mood, but I like that no matter what I'm getting information or I'm getting horse talk, you know, I'm not just getting the same songs over and over. And I drive a lot to my clients. So I listen to you guys all the time. Yay. Aww. Good answer. <laughs> we like that. I answer. love it. We oh yeah, it. I tell I'm like the podcast queen. Everybody knows in my lessons I say, I just listened to this podcast. <laughs> uh-huh. And they'll go, Yeah, surprise, surprise. Well, I'm glad you're promoting for us. We appreciate that too. I try. <laughs> I love it. So there's a lot of good topics for my students too. So give a plug for your business. Double chat equestrian. And- we pretty much do everything. I have a roping student right now. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> he needs to learn how to canter or lope and steer at the same time so ta-da and what part of wisconsin are you in so if somebody's in the area and wants to contact you where are you at i'm not too far from the twin cities in minnesota so i'm in ellsworth wisconsin but it's by hudson wisconsin and by minneapolis st paul minnesota we're maybe 45 minutes outside of st paul and it's double in that area double shot equestrian.com is the website and you are taking new clients at this point oh for sure always cool I mean, when you're allowed to. I don't know if you're allowed to in Wisconsin. I don't know what the story is. I just keep them 10 feet away with a lunge whip. <laughs> you stay there. <laughs> Rachel, thank you so much, one, for listening and being part of our family for so long. We really appreciate that. And uh, have fun up there in Wisconsin. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Bye, Rachel. Bye, girl. See ya. Bye. We have such a diverse, as you guys are going to hear this week, I mean, Jamie and I have experienced it over the last 10 years, but if you're a new listener, we have a very diverse listener group to this show, especially to this show. Um, You know, some of the other shows that are specialty shows, it's a little more homogenous, but does that mean, did I get that right? Yeah, you did great. Okay, good, good look at you. <laughs> I was going, homogenous mean one thing or mean a lot of things. And I was going, no, we use one thing. So, yeah, I mean, it, uh, it, it is really cool to see what a diverse group we have, English and Western and every, a little bit of everybody to this show, which is what we wanted when we talked about it 10 years ago before we started it. So I think we've, we've achieved that goal. And one of the great things we have are sponsors, and Jamie's going to tell you about one of those right now. Yeah, for <clears throat> excuse me, the elm trees are. I mean, the oak trees are blooming here, and they're just killing oh, me. I, we're both <clears throat> dying today. So. <laughs> we are all a little stressed out right now, and our horses can get stressed out too. Every horse experiences stress caused by things like exercise, environmental conditions like the weather, or their everyday surroundings. Travel causes horse stress. 
just like with humans and even simple diet changes. And all of these variables contribute to the stress levels of your horse. This might also come as a surprise. You can help reduce the negative impacts of stress by feeding your horse chromium every day. By lowering the levels of the stress hormone cortisol and optimizing energy use, feeding chromium results in improved body upkeep, health performance, and overall well-being. But this part is important. Don't just feed any chromium. Feed your horse the only FDA-reviewed source of chromium on the market today. It's called Chemtrace Chromium from Chemin. Ask for it by name and stress less. Learn more about Chemtrace Chromium at Chemin.com slash Chromium EQ. Boom, um, mic drop. I didn't mispronounce one word. You didn't. That you. was terrific. Good job. Yeah. All right. Well, then you're doing so well. You can uh, introduce the next guest while I call her. Well, let's get Tiana on. Tiana's from Massachusetts. Let's see. Oh, good morning. Hi, Tiana. How are you? I'm doing well, Jamie. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for joining us on Listener Appreciation Week. And I want to especially appreciate you because I do believe that you're a Mustang owner. Yes, so I ride one of my trainer's horses, which happens to be a little Mustang mare, who's a Spitfire, but she is a whole lot different than Zoo. She is so well behaved. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I do, it's not a challenge then. <laughs> you win. Yeah. Um, Riding a little bit. He touched. <laughs> Sorry, we have a little bit of a delay, so we're going to try to make this happen. So you're in Easton, Massachusetts. (laughs) What do you do with the horses? So I have been riding most of my life. I started in the dreaded dressage, um, but I give a lot of credit to that since it gave me such good balance and everything I needed for, you know, the basic horsemanship and riding. And then I went, um, did that for about three years and picked up show jumping and walk. Oh, uh, Tiana, about two years. Tiana, uh, hold on one second. We're going to try yeah. to call you back. Cause we have a terrible connection. We keep losing you. So let me try giving you a call back right now. Okay. Sure. Yeah. That one wasn't good. Uh, yeah. I was delayed and, and kind of metallic. And there was somebody else coming into the conversation there. Yeah. I did hear some guy. I yeah. Thought, I mean, some guy was, uh, and we've had having this problem with Skype over the last couple of weeks. It's a Skype issue. So, uh, I don't know who he was actually the other day. It was so bad. Jennifer actually was able to have a conversation with the other person. No way. Yes. <laughs> so, I don't know what that was about. Yeah. That better, Glenn? Let's hope. <laughs> Are you talking directly into the phone, not on the speaker? I, I have my headphones on. Do you want me to take them off? Yeah, let's try that and see if that helps or not. Okay. Now, hold on, everybody. We're, we're... Oh. Nope. Wow. That's really bad. What is happening? I feel like it's like... Yeah, Poor Tiana is like possessed. <laughs> if you can hear us, put your headphones back on. Yeah. Uh, I hung up on her because that wasn't oh. working. All right. Let's try this again. Oh, I need to talk to her. I know. Sorry about this, everybody, but this is what happens when you do a live show. I wonder where that is in Massachusetts, because as you know, I've lived there twice. 
Easton, Massachusetts. I've never been. I've been to Easton, Maryland. Maybe she's just in a bad. Hello. Show. All right, let's, let's try this again. <laughs> all right. If if it doesn't work, I can certainly call on my, my landline. Um, I, I know I usually use my cell phone more often than not, but it must just be where I am. Whatever oh, you're doing, stand good. still. Don't move. Don't move. Okay. <laughs> I won't. Okay, back to you. First of all, where is Easton, Massachusetts? So it is um, about 20 minutes south of Boston. Okay. okay. So we lived in Plymouth. You're not too far from there then. What was that, Glenn? We lived in Plymouth. You're not too far from there. No, actually, so my barn is in Middleborough, so we're actually pretty close to, to Plymouth. Yeah, you're not really that far yeah. uh, from, from me from there. Cool. I am so unfamiliar with Massachusetts, and uh, it looks like that Plymouth would have been a beautiful place, and then it looks like where you are has to be amazing. There's, I just Google mapped it. There's state parks and all. Is, are there a lot of horses around the area? Yeah, so actually my first barn was three minutes from my driveway, um, and then there's one about 30 seconds down the road from there. Mm. Um, and that's just in the next town over, and then there's a few in my town, too, so there's a lot. Wow, that's cool. So what type of riding do you do? What, sorry, what was that? What type of riding do you do? Uh, so with the Mustang, I'm a show jumper with her. So I, like I said before, I was doing dressage before and then picked up show jumping. Um, and then actually during college years, I had ended up switching over to the Hunter World, which was really not my cup of tea. I'm not very keen on being pretty and perfect up in the saddle um <laughs> and being judged on it so i do like um the fast pace those tight turns of a show jumper so that's what i've always loved um i did it five years before switching to the hunters and haven't changed my mind since i switched back cool that's nice yeah it's nice to find what you like and to be able to like really dig in and learn the whole sport and learn everything that that's that's going on and and get better and better at your craft that's cool so you don't own a horse now i don't know so i i technically lease uh my one of my trainer's horses uh, she's the mustang and so i ride her twice a week uh when i can right now our barns have been shut down for about two months so it's it's been a little rough uh not being able to go and ride and be you know, where a lot of people like us go to our safe haven, to our place to get away from the world. So it's a little tough right now not having that option, but um, I definitely love spending the day there twice a week, just being there, riding, helping out, doing whatever, just to be there. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, I wanted to thank you too. I'm not going to say where you work because I know that's probably, in some cases, it's not allowed. But I want you do work uh, at a supermarket, right? I do. I wanted to thank you for so what actually, you're doing, too. Everybody's thanking the nurses and doctors, but you guys are out there, you know, in the front lines as well. And I'm sure it's been interesting customer service over the last two months at supermarkets. It, it has. So I actually, the last three weeks, I've been home um, taking a very much needed mental break. As you can imagine, for us working, it's very hard mentally just being in that situation. Um there's a lot of, I know, you know, our, our store across the board, especially in Massachusetts, have decreased the amount of customers coming in at one time. So it's not, it, ha it wasn't busy, but, you know, 
for for a lot of us, you know, seeing people in masks and having now us being required to wear masks and just everything going on for a lot for me as well as a lot of my coworkers, it's been really hard mentally for us. Um, so we try to, you know, pull together and do the best we can. But for me, that was just taking some time off from work and just kind of taking a backseat and, and mentally getting better. Okay, we um, I've been doing a lot of yoga. <laughs> did you, did, were they good about it, about you doing that? Oh, yeah. They're super supportive. So whatever any of us need, they'll definitely help us out. And if it's a break, it's, they were super supportive and they're like, take the time you need. Wow. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. that that's reassuring. Yeah, it definitely was uh, concerning um, having to take, you know, started with a week off and then was like, hey, I need more time. But they were like, you need, you know, if, if more time, if, if whatever you need, you take care of yourself, you know, whatever that looks like, whether it's time off or um, decreasing amount of hours a week, whatever it is. And so I'm, I'm really glad to work in a, a job that is super supportive for the people who work for them in this time, especially. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's I, I'm I'm really impressed. That was that made my day to hear that. I, you know, I had to take a week off oh, of Jamie a couple of weeks ago because I just got tired of it. So <laughs> he did. I, I was. I like, remember. <laughs> I was like, why? A little death in the family had something to do with that too. But uh, so, are you married? Have kids? What? Uh, no, but I do have a loving boyfriend who is very supportive of he's everything. Very handsome. Um, like he's very he's, he's a big he's dude. A he's a big, strong dude. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's, he, uh, yeah, I, I use that ability when I can. Um, he has come to the horse show, Jamie, so I'm trying on that end. Um, but he he's does hot. Support me in, Let yeah. me just throw that out. I know. <laughs> I know. I roped in a good one this time. <laughs> I know that's how she well, said this time. The other times yeah. weren't so good. Glenn, you got no, to a no. lot of frogs to find your prince, my friend. <laughs> yes, and I definitely found my prince with this one. How's so. he feel about the whole horse thing? What's his uh, story? Um. So when we first started dating, he, I stopped. Actually, took time off of riding uh, for seven months. Were you and... trying to trick him? What were you doing? No, so for me, being in the hunter world, a lot of pressure with yeah. my old trainer really came down on me to kind of be, you know, that person that, you know, everyone else looked up to. They were all on new horses. I was on the same horse. And, you know, I give her props. I learned a lot from her. But the pressure to be perfect when I wasn't doing, you know, missing fences or distances and stuff like that. Like, you know, we all go through tough times um, in our riding. That's how we grow. But it was too much for me. So I took time off and just happened to be when I met him. So coming back, starting back riding, uh, last spring, he was a little, uh, iffy about it. Cause I was <laughs> spending a lot more of my, what was my free time at the barn? Um, <laughs> uh, and not with him as much anymore, but he is support, very supportive of allowing me to do what I love and do what I want to do as a potential career and riding and, and supporting me any way he can, which I'm super grateful for, for him. Good. Because otherwise I'll suck that comment about him being hot. back. <laughs> <laughs> I 
don't think she's going anywhere too soon. So I mean, that's I pretty clever, though. You like yeah, you suck them in a little bit. You're like, hey, this is me. I'm normal. And then you're like, boom, you're already in love with me. I'm so not normal. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, kind of. Um, I mean, he knew I did horses. He knew I was taking a break, but I don't think he understood. Oh, well, no, none of us understand. That, we don't understand. Anything. We don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to anybody except you horse women. It makes sense exactly. to me, baby. Exactly. You guys don't understand our horses always come first. Yeah, well, we, <laughs> no, we don't. We have to learn that the very hard way. And then yeah, and I then think. half of us stick around, the other half don't. <laughs> and then yeah, and I then think. half of those get divorced in three years. So, I mean. Again, got to kiss a lot of frogs. <laughs> I said <Yep>. that. <laughs> All right, let's do these rapid-fire questions. I'm going to fire some questions away at you, and we're going to oh, see God. how you respond. Now, Glenn, did you tell them what these questions were ahead of time? Yeah, I did warn them so well, they have unacceptable. answers. Unacceptable. <laughs> okay, here's I the... Think, I didn't think about them, if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> okay, I, I, want, like, I want, like, raw answers. All right, what is your... They're easy. What's your favorite food? Mac and cheese. Got to go with the good old classic. Oh, see, now we all can agree on that, too. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm hey, no, and you know what I'm realizing is I want some pasta. <laughs> All right. What is yeah. your least least favorite food? I I cannot stand kale. I, as a as a fellow vegetarian, I just cannot stand kale. God, it's it took me a while and I realized you can't eat the stems in the middle. Just pick the leaves off the side and then cook it in like, I don't know, it vegan still butter. Kale-y. Yeah, kale's yeah. tough. Yeah. No, I'll stick with the spinach. Do you yeah. think people that eat kale just force themselves to because, like, it's supposed to be good for you? So I, I joined one of those meal clubs where they, like, send you vegetarian meal or vegan meals to, like, cook. Um, and everything had meals. kale. And everything had kale. And I was like, I cannot eat another bowl of kale stew. Like, with, <laughs> this one has beans. This one has tomatoes. This one has, I don't know. I can't eat it again. So I had to quit the thing because I get you. Kale is not my yeah. favorite. And if you say you like kale, you lying. All right. <laughs> All right. Carrying on. I'm glad to know you're also a vegetarian because mm, yeah. I know it's good to know my, who your people are. All right. What is your biggest equestrian pet peeve? Horsemanship. You have to have good horsemanship. I've seen so many people in my years, you know, do not so good horsemanship things. And that's just you got to start from the ground and you got to have a good foundation. I just saw something online that really shocked me in the realm of horsemanship. And it was um, a guy whose horse pulled back on the cross ties and the cross ties came undone and hit his horse in the eyeball and ruptured the eyeball. And do you know what kind of cross ties he used? Bungee cords. Yeah, like, I saw that too. I cringed. Oh, I'm like, bungee cords? Like, you're an Olympian. Like, oh, not bungee cords. That was cords. my reaction too. I feel that reaction right now, Jamie. Really? Okay, good. Because I was like, I, uh-huh. they were like, you should never use bungee cords. I'm like, why wouldn't you know that? You should know that. Uh, sorry. Anyway, that was a <laughs> horsemanship equestrian pet peeve of mine. There you go. Sorry, Glenn. I do Bogart all of the time. Oh, I had to hide that picture about 12 times. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Why? Oh, bungee cord. No. Okay. Um, who's your favorite professional equestrian? Oh, there are so many out there. Um, McLean Ward in the top, you know, Jessica Springsteen, uh, Danny Waldman. I, there's just, there's so many. And just to name those few, 
there's, there's just too many to name. There's too many that I look up to, that I watch, that I keep up with, that it's just, there's just too many. Social media has made it so much easier to follow your favorite people. You know, I just, I, I love it. Yeah, before it. you'd have to wait for an article to come out in a magazine. I mean, oh my God! Yeah. You have to. Horse Illustrated has a story on McLean. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like here yeah. you go. All right. If or, money, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say, or even just waiting around till the uh, a big show that came, you know, in your area. Like we have Fieldstone Show Park, which typically in May, June, and in August, there's um, big shows, and and a lot of the big show jumpers come into the area. So, you know, if there's no article or anything. You just got to wait till they come and hope and pray that they're at that show that you can watch them too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if money were no object and COVID is over, where would you go on your first trip? Money's no object. Somewhere in the tropics, just to lay on a beach to get away and have a vacation on top of this vacation. Nice. <laughs> I, I know it's, I'm really sad for you that you're vacationing and you need a vacation. I know. I need a vacation from this vacation. No one in the next three years is going to do a staycation. You know how staycations were the popular thing for a while? Nobody is going to do a staycation the next three years. Oh, please say that because the airlines, I really need my husband to have a job. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Jamie, I know that we'll probably go back down to Disney. We were just there in, in January. So I know we'll be flying. So at least that gives you hope. All right, there'll be one person flying down to Disney World. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he flew a plane the other day, and there was 10 people on it. 10 oh. people on the whole plane. And then he flew a plane from Phoenix to Los Angeles with that 100 and something people on it. And he was like, what gives? Why is this plane so full? And he was like, they were doing a $17 special. Whoa, oh my that God. didn't pay for the fuel. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right, wear your mask. Um, <laughs> yeah. What is the most terrifying thing you've ever done, and would you do it again, horsey or not? Pro- I mean, it's probably going to be pretty lame, but when I went to my first big show, it was at Fieldstone Show Park. And, I mean, it was a big deal. You know, I used to just do local little shows or the local radio shows, but to be at such a huge venue with, you know, big names that had been there the week before and who was still there for Grand Prix, you know, that kind of racked my nerves a little bit, but I have since gone back and done it again. And I would go to any big venue if money wasn't an, an issue and compete like it was no problem. Dang, I feel you. Cause I mean, going to the thoroughbred makeover and like doing a freestyle and Glenn is sitting up in the stands. And all I was thinking was like, I hate you. <laughs> I, of all the people here, I hate you for making me do this nonsense. And you did great. You were awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It worked out. Woo. Um, (laughs) would you do it again? No, (laughs) it was terrifying. And no, I wouldn't do it again. Um, if you could have one, Hey, look, I made Leslie Wiley go on a thousand mile race in Mongolia. So you got off easy. Yeah. Well, you tried to get me to do that too. Um, (laughs) you almost did too. (laughs) I signed up for it. The Mongolian, they're like, why are you signing up? And my answer legit was, I don't know. Uh, I don't, (laughs) I I don't know why. Okay. So, uh, Tiana, you've been listening for a long time, right? Uh, I've been listening since probably September and actually went back and listened to all the previous episodes I could. Well, you know then that she would have brought that up if I had sent, if she had actually gone to Mongolia she would have brought that up every day for the rest of my life. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. 
And I'll tell you why. I would have died. I would be dead. No, you wouldn't have. And, and you, I would have starved to death. I would have been drink, eating grass from like the horses. What would you eat, vegetarian friend, in Mongolia? I'm not going to just like all of a sudden yeah, eat a goat. Well, okay? mare's milk. I mean, there is that. So anyway, we have to wrap up. So. All right. Well, what's your favorite thing about horses in the morning? I can't, do I have to pick just one? Yeah. <laughs> You have to pick one. No. There's, there's, there's so many. The the laughter, the the bickering between you two that <laughs> just makes my day sometimes. People like our bickering. <laughs> Look at that. Just everything, you know, every everything about you guys and all the other hosts that I listen to, just everything. Every every host you bring on the show, every type of show talk that you have, whether it's educational or just a good laugh, just everything. Every inch of Horses in the morning. Tiana, if you. you think about it, Jamie and I have been together more longer than most married couples. <laughs> You're my second it longest shows, relationship. Ryan, it shows. <laughs> it shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's the line of the so day, right there. Guys laugh so <laughs> oh my god! It shows. You've been together too long as shows. Okay. But it's You're a good sold. thing. Uh-huh. Oh, it's a good thing, uh-huh. <laughs> it is a good thing. So keep bringing us more shows because I'd be really sad if there was no more horses in the morning. Uh, well, well, you know what? It's my therapy, so I'll keep doing it. Otherwise, I'd have nobody to talk to. Yeah, I'm not sure why I do it, but it's her therapy, so I hang around. Uh, All right, Deanna, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. Thank you for having me on. (laughs) All right, we have one more listener to talk to today, and she is out of New Windsor, New York, which sounds like a cool place, literally and figuratively. I'm learning all about the, the good old U.S. today. Yeah, you know, Plymouth wasn't, if Plymouth hadn't been in Massachusetts, it would have been a fabulous place to live. What's wrong with Massachusetts? Oh, you get taxed on everything. It's just a oh, rude. money. Yeah, just everything about Massachusetts I hated. But Plymouth I actually kind of like because you're right on the ocean. Uh, by the way, Plymouth Rock is this little rock that sits at the bottom Hello. of the pit. Hi, Leah, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you doing? Good. Is it Leah or Leah? It's Leah. No, today it should be Leah because it is May the 4th be with you. Good point. Whatever. I'll I'll, I'll answer to both. Okay. (laughs) But you will take the most easy names to pronounce and mispronounce them. I was thinking Star Wars today and I was thinking we could go with that and we could just have fun with her being Leah for a day. Leah Horn. It's Leah Horn. Glenn. Jesus. Okay. It, it doesn't go well with Horn. No, it doesn't, actually. You're right. So you're out of New York. I am. And actually, you made me realize I didn't update Facebook. We actually moved out of New Windsor about a year ago. Oh, so where are you at now? I got it. So we're in Campbell Hall, New York, which is just outside of Goshen, which is about 30 minutes away from my other house. But it's a little bit more. We have more property now. We used to live in a postage stamp in 1,100 square feet. Now we live in 1,200 square feet, but on five hundred five and a half acres. Yay, you upgraded like yeah. Jamie did. So now yes. that's kind of in the middle of the state, isn't it? It's about two, it depends on where you are in New York, right? We, we call it upstate New York, us downstaters. But uh, if you're from upstate New York, your real one, it's not really upstate. We're about two hours from the city. Okay. So it's not, it's still downstate. 
Gotcha. Okay. And you're a technology integration specialist. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> well, I'm the tech director at a school district. So it's a small school district, about a thousand kids, K-12. Um, I've been there. This is my 19th year. I taught there, taught biology for about 15 years, 14 years, and then switched over. So basically it means I support the technology in the district. Oh I buy God. it. I The last two months yeah. must be a nightmare for you. Yeah, I it, it has become air traffic control. It was, uh, I mean, I, I'm competitive. I dug into it. I, I was very appreciative that I had a job that was essential and important. So um, no complaints, but it was busy. It was really busy. How, how, <laughs> I, I got to be careful how I say this. How unattack did you find most of the teachers to be when they had to start doing this from home? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know where to start. <laughs> Although I heard you teaching Jamie the other day how to clear your cash, her cash. So. <laughs> oh, my God. That's embarrassing um, you heard that. Do you speak to your <laughs> teachers the way I spoke to Jamie that she hated so much? No, I have to be I have to be very careful. I take okay. deep breaths. I'm positive. I smile. You know, I have to make them feel supported, obviously, because I don't want them to. Uh, to think <laughs> to that you're a dick. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's bad. I mean, we, we've got people who, uh, you know, my computer won't work and you go in there, it's not, they unplugged it because they plugged in a fan. Oh my God, my refrigerator went out. I was like, what is wrong with my fridge? And he's like, you plugged in the heat lamp for the baby chicks and unplugged the fridge. And I was like, <laughs> did what? You, did you really do that? Yes, I did that. <laughs> I can't make oh that my up. God. Speaking of baby chicks, Leah, do you have baby chicks, right? I do. It's, it's helping me survive my uh, lack of horse time. It's been, thank God for the chicks and the ducks. I'd lose my mind, I think. I saw your so, Facebook yeah, page. We, you have a ton of them, like a lot of chickens. Well, yeah, I learned very quickly something called chicken mouth. Have you heard that? No. Yes, chicken mouth is a thing. What's yeah. that mean? Yeah. It means, it means you I say... with four and now I have ten. <laughs> yeah, but you still tell people you have four. You're like, yes. this is four. It's <laughs> ten, but it's the same thing. Well, don't you need a certain? Yeah. You plan on a certain amount of loss for you know critters, so you have to have more, yeah. right? Well, this is legitimate. So I did. I made <laughs> this is problem. legitimate. Let's see what's legitimate. <laughs> yeah. Legitimate problem. <laughs> I've got straight run chicks, which was a problem. I should have gotten sex chicks. Lesson learned. Uh, it was a bad draw. Three of them are roosters. I wound up with one hen. So. My poor husband has spent, you can see all the pictures on Facebook, he spent the last three weeks building this un beautiful chicken coop. And I was going to have one hen. I, I mean, I can't. One hen in a, in a huge chicken coop. So one I realized hen and all the men. It. Oh, poor girl. Oh, run. Yeah, it would have been bad. So yes. I very quickly realized I needed to get some more hens. So this time I got pullets, which is all girls, supposedly. I think there's still like a 10% chance they grabbed the wrong one. And uh, so we've got one week old chicks and the teenagers, we call them out in the coop now. And they're about uh, almost eight weeks. Are you keeping all the ruse? No, I can't. No way. I can't. They're, um, I mean, I've heard mixed, you know, information. Some people say you can. They're already a little bossy. I mean, they're pushy. Um, they're going to get booted. They're in your face. They, they peck at you. They're, they're a little grumpy. <laughs> oh, that's so so spicy. Think, yeah. Yeah. They're going to go to freezer camp, I think, unless I can find an owner. 
You could do what I did, which is I posted, um, there's an Oklahoma farm swap meet page and I posted on there, Hey, I got a rooster if anybody wants it. And actually I had, uh, seven roosters cause I did the straight run thing too. I had seven and they're minis they're little bantams. And I mean, there's can't be much meat on those things. So I posted on there. Yeah, I'm like, Hey, seven roosters come and get them. And somebody came and got all seven of them. And they're like, and I, they're like, do you, do you want it? And I'm like, no, I don't want to know. I don't want to know what you're going to do. All yes, I know is them. I can't take the crowing. It's the worst. It's funny <laughs> that you say that because I have two people already asked me if they could take two of the roosters. Now I'm like skeptical that they'll really take them, but maybe it'll maybe I'll luck out. It's weird. People just take your roosters. I don't ask questions. I just say, okay. It's like <laughs> the people who came and took the um the the geese. I'm like, this goose will attack you. They're like, this is great. Our kids are gonna love it. <laughs> so, oh. so now you actually do your ride. goose stories. Sorry. I'm looking at a picture of you and it looks like, do you do hunters? I do. I've been doing, I've been riding since I was probably six or seven. Um, my mom got me into the sport. She got me hooked and we bought a, my first horse or we bought it together when um, I was about 10 an Arabian, which is kind of funny because he was scared of everything, but he was, he was awesome. Taught me a lot, dumped me a lot. Um, and then I, you know, did hunter jumpers, had off the track thoroughbreds, um, uh, sold my last horse. Uh, right after my kids were born, he was an off the track thoroughbred who I tried so hard to keep his feet together and I just could not keep his feet from falling apart. Um, so I had him for about three years. He was seven and, uh, I found someone who needed a, uh, a lawn ornament, uh, that they wanted to just love and take care of. And so I get to go visit him. He's just living, living the dream. Um, so it kind of worked out. And then about two years ago, we, uh, after I survived kids, right, kids and them growing up and childcare and all the costs, um, we took the leap and bought our current horse um, about two years ago. Wow, cool. That's fantastic. Yeah, he's awesome. He's um, a Welsh cob mix. He's only about 14.3. Um, my mom rides still, which is awesome. She just turned 70, so she takes lessons on him once a week. Aww. And my daughter... It's awesome. My daughter rides, she's taller than I'm only five foot. So my daughter grew out of him pretty quickly. Um, so I lease her a horse that she um, rides so that the two of us can compete together. Oh, so awesome. that's fantastic. How fun to have your mom and your daughter out there. How old's your daughter? She's 13. 13 and already five feet tall. Oh my goodness. Well, well no, that's she's five, four. <laughs> oh God. Never mind. She's taller yeah. than me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, how fun to have like such a family affair. That's what horses do. They, they bring families together or like the last one, they could tear your family apart. Sorry, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to do something with your family. Um, so we have these rapid fire questions that we, uh, that Glenn apparently already sent you. Um, and I wanted to go over a couple with you. Do you mind? No, absolutely. Okay. And by the way, did you say something about geese? So you have geese or you have ducks? I was, I have ducks. I was going to say, I love, we loved your whole geese stories. There was, those were the funniest episodes. And uh, I, sto- I, I have ducks, which are much nicer than geese. <laughs> but they're a mess. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we have two ducks now and I like them. They go down to the pond and then they come back at night and like, Hey guys, how was your day? Uh, they're great. But the, the goose goose thing, you know, I should, uh, because it's a coming up on my Facebook memories, the geese, and they would follow me around. They were so cute. And then like, oh my God, they were nightmares. They were the worst. So I, I was just going to say, maybe steer clear 
of the geese. Yeah, I, I learned that from you. I will not. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> lied. People told me get geese and get guinea fowl, and both of those were the worst. I'm sick yeah. with chickens. All right, uh, let's ask the questions. Are you ready? You can Favorite? ask me. Ready too. Yeah, I got it. Favorite food. Okay. Sushi. Least favorite food. Don't laugh at this one. A tongue sandwich. Don't ask Ew. why I don't know what that tastes like. Okay, that sounds yeah. like my least favorite food a- too now. I just changed my <laughs> mind. That sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> what's your big I don't want to know. La 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 la. Uh, what's your biggest equestrian pet peeve? Um, kind of like the other two ladies that spoke before me is horsemanship, but the kids who they like to my barn, they like to walk under the cross ties with their horses. And uh, I can't stand it. It drives me crazy. Horsemanship, safety, um, all of that. Sweeping up after yourself. That needs to come first. All right. Uh, favorite uh, professional equestrian? This was tough, but I went with an oldie here. I'm dating myself. But Greg Betts and Jem Twist. Oh, my, my God. <laughs> yeah. Did you have the poster yeah. on your wall, too, in your room? In your of room? course. Oh, my God. Of course. He signed. I went. To, I was lucky enough to go to Madison Square Garden Um what horse what was it? The National Horse Show, I think, was there, and he signed one of the posters. So I had that up forever. We had him on. I was just going to look. I want to tell everybody when that was because I, we did have him on, and you 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 told him about having his poster. Yeah, because everybody who had horses, I mean, could there yeah. be was a prettier that the days white when horse? The poster was a centerfold <laughs> of the magazine. No, this was a real poster. Oh, okay, you could buy it. Your did they used order. to do that too? One of the magazines. Yes. Yes. Horse Illustrated. Um, horse, what was it? Horse yeah, Illustrated. Yeah, Horse Illustrated. Yep. Okay, so it was um, back in 2016. Uh, so if you wanted to listen to that interview, it's uh, August uh, 19th of 2016. That was when I'm we did the great best one. That just go to Horses up. in the Morning and you just in that little search thing up top, you just type in Greg Best. And it, it does pop up, yeah. All um, right. And I don't take, I never go back and listen to anything. So I might have been terrible. I don't know. You swooned a little. <laughs> you did. Did I? Little, oh yes. my God. If money were no object and COVID is over, where would you go on your first trip if you had no money problems? So my initial reaction is to say my horse, believe it or not, because I haven't seen him in six weeks, but I felt very selfish saying that. So a uh, family road trip. We were planning a family road trip uh, out west. And uh, love to be able to do that. Could you fly sure. an American to get there to help Jamie's husband out? <laughs> oh, yeah, and then American Airlines, <laughs> book your ticket. <laughs> <laughs> what is Thanks, the, what is no problem? What is the most terrifying thing you've done, and would you do it again? So it's funny. The first thing that came to mind is uh, I went to school at Arizona State University, and one of the I, I had uh, you know horse envy. I left my horse back home and got a job as a. Um, at Papago Park, Jamie, I don't know if you're familiar with Papago Park. They had stables in there. Hey, and they you, let baby. me take hacks out. Yep. So it was terrifying because they their way of figuring out if this East Coast New Yorker could ride was to throw me on some crazy bucking Bronco that I survived, thank God. And then the next day they had me taking out hacks of like 20 people, which I'd never, I, you know, <laughs> can you imagine? I had no idea what I was doing. So it was frightening. <laughs> like, where but do I, I go? Again, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Here's some yep. horses. Go ride. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you could have just one superhero power, what would it be? Definitely to fly. I would love to fly. I think that's going to be the most popular answer. And what's your favorite thing yeah. about horses in the morning? 
I love you guys. You guys, I think for me, obviously the information, because I'm like a walking encyclopedia now because of you guys. <laughs> Although I have to fib and pretend like I have real friends that teach me this stuff. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> my daughter calls you guys my uh, my horse friends I pay for. <laughs> <laughs> but funny. I love the humor. I love it. I mean, I, I think the family... You know, it's like, oh, did you hear what happened to Jamie today? Can I tell you? Or it's just the humor is so funny. I love listening to you guys. Um, I don't get to listen until after work usually, obviously, because uh, I'm on my way to work early. But um, I appreciate the humor and all the information I've learned. I can't believe how much I've learned, you know, even though I've owned horses and ridden my whole life. Uh, a lot to learn. I wonder how many families, thousands of them around the world, are sick of hearing about Jamie and Glenn. Thousands. None of them. <laughs> None of them. The stories are the best. Oh my gosh. Well, I just love that. I just love you guys are out there and you're listening and you're a part of it and you are an auditor and you find value in what we do. And we thank you so much. Everybody who's listening. Thank you so much for, for being a part of our family too. Well, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Well, uh, be safe up there in New York. Okay. Will do. Thanks guys. Have a good day. Bye. Well, let's hear from huh? one of our sponsors, Wintech. And then do you want, do we have time to do some equestrian first world problems? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Coach Jen here, HRN Chaos Control Officer and host of the Horse Tip Daily Show here on Horse Radio Network. Longtime Horse Radio Network fans know that I'm a big fan of Wintech saddles. I've been riding in them for about 20 years now. Whether I'm eventing, showing in dressage, or fox hunting, or hitting the trail at an endurance competition, I know my saddle fits my horse, and it's going to hold up to the toughest conditions and look great doing it. You may be wondering exactly which saddle do I use for this varied group of disciplines? Well, WinTech makes saddles for every discipline. That's how. I have several. And WinTech doesn't sit on their laurels. 2019 brings even more innovation to the saddle range, so head out to your local tax store and have a sit-in one. Or you can contact your favorite online retailer, arrange a test ride, or check them out online at wintechsaddles.us. Let me remind you, if you have an equestrian problem, it is a first world problem, no matter what. All of these first world problems are submitted by our auditors, listeners. I post usually on Sunday night asking for your problems. And then like I did this morning, I totally forgot. And I posted it like... I don't know, eight, 10, my time. So I appreciate y'all rushing out and getting first world problems to share. Can I go us. first? <clears throat> oh, I have Lord. a first world problem. And that is, I have counted that I have deleted 25 posts about murder hornets. If I see another picture of those ugly hornets, I'm going to scream. So please stop posting pictures of the murder hornets. Can I say that's the greatest name for a hornet ever? A murder <laughs> hornet? That is awesome. It's like they found 500 of them up there in Washington State. and and But I think it's because we're so sick of hearing about viruses that now we found a new thing to be angry at. So it's the yellow-orange faces of the murder hornet, which has to be the ugliest, largest bug I've ever seen. We don't even have those in Florida. So... I don't know what it is, but I like the name. Um, <laughs> let's admit, start. The with, pictures are creepy. Let's start with Kimberly. It says with all the training videos I've been doing, 
I now realize my outfits and my horses have to match and I can't have holes and like big stains. Plus I have to wear better sports bras. Girl, you gotta look you know what? It just you can't you can't just you be you, okay? Wear your ripped up smelly sports bra and your shirt with stains in it. And don't worry about those girls in the video. Um, it's like trying on bathing suits. Like I'm never gonna look like the girl in the bathing suit. Stupid. Uh, <laughs> Celeste says, I have two. Celeste, we are having the same problem. I have two huge bonfires stacked up on my property that I really need to burn. But with COVID going on, I'm not supposed to invite all my friends over to have a party. <laughs> Lucas are crying yesterday. His birthday is at the end of May. And we like, oh, we we're going to have like a big bonfire party for his birthday. And he's like, I mean, people can't come now. Like Chad said something about people not coming. And he's like, oh my God. So it's like the worst birthday ever. <laughs> um, Ch- Chelsea says, I used the last of my Lysol, la- Lysol laundry sanitizer to wash my winter barn clothes. And then I went to buy more, but everybody's gone crazy and bought it all. And now my bras are going to be smelly. What's up with the bra smell? I get it. Glenn has no comment, but trust me, I feel your pain. It's not a problem I have, so I can't really comment. Kayla says, I have to sit and watch the horses on the treadmill, but like I need to get other things done. So I'm trying to multitask, and but I hate paperwork. So I, I just send up hanging out and playing on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> while your horses are on the treadmill. Oh, poor thing. I'm finally buying, Kristen says this one, I'm finally buying a new saddle. But now there's so many choices. I've got cold feet. It's a life. I mean, I've had my jump saddle for like 15 years, so no pressure. It's like has to be perfect. Um, <laughs> Lily says I've been watching the pl- <laughs> I've been watching the Plaid Horse Network to go to bed at night, which is great. But then last night I had a dream that I was doing flat work, and my horse suddenly turned her head around and started yelling at me about something like, "Quit being a sack of potatoes and engage your gut." <laughs> Bit of a nightmare, actually, but also kind of helpful. <laughs> Uh, Carrie says my horse looks so cute in his zebra fly gear, but it's going to be cool enough this week. He doesn't get to wear it. Oh my God. He has zebraed out, man. The neck, the head, the, <laughs> Oh, it's awesome. Um, Leah says I have never had all, Oh Leah, who was just on, I have never had all my horse laundry clean at one time. And it wasn't until this point that I realized how many saddle pads and how many polo wraps I have, and I don't have room for it all. And it's all over my basement. <laughs> Get your laundry done, man. Um, Ursina said I had to decide between getting a puppy and a horse and me fiance really wants a Kelpie puppy. And I finally found one from a reputable breeder. And about the same time I found an OTTB at rerun. So I guess we're getting a puppy. What? That's, that's a, not a first world problem. That's a problem. You're a fiance with a dog and you want a horse and you went with the dog. Ugh, no. Avery says the boss decided we have to return to the office three days a week starting today, but now it's supposed to be sunny at 70 and <coughs> I feel a cough coming on. I should probably <laughs> stay home. <laughs> oh, thanks you guys. Equestrian first world problems. If you want to submit equestrian first world problems, Glenn, how do they do it? 
you have to become an auditor. So go to our Horses in the Morning Facebook page, or website, actually, horseinthemorning.com, and scroll down the right-hand side and click on the auditor banner there. And for as little as $3 a month, you, too, can become an auditor and help support the Horse Radio Network. And we want to thank all of our auditors for last month. Actually, our figures went up last month. We expected them to go down, you know, with everybody with the financial situation, but so many auditors increased their pledges and we got so many new ones that we really appreciate that. And, you know, uh, the hosts on the horse radio network shows, uh, get get half of that divided up. So they got a raise this month and, uh, Jamie would like to thank you. Thank you guys very much. We, we need it again. My husband, the airline pilot is not going anywhere. So is he working at all or does he like fly once once a week or? He's he he's been he was on call this past. He had a schedule and he flew a little bit here and there, and then he was on call and he never got called. And now they've offered up to take money for a certain amount of hours, but you don't fly. Um, but it's a it's a substantial pay cut. But then you just don't fly. So I think we're going to do that this month. And I don't know. So you get we'll him see. home full time. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody need to fly? <laughs> The Everybody, cool thing please is, fly I got American. a fence built. <laughs> Y'all can book some flights. That'd be great. Um, but hey, stick around because after this, if you are an auditor, I'm going to answer a training question Erica Harvey sent me. And, you know, we understand if you can't become an auditor, we appreciate that. There's there's another way you can help support the show, and that's just by spreading the word. Yeah, You know, uh, we, we had the comment earlier in the show by one of our terrific guests that uh, Rachel goes out and she tells everybody about the show. We would appreciate you doing that. You can help support the show. It doesn't cost a dime that way. Post it on Facebook. Uh, tell all your friends to listen. Get their phones out to their podcast players and subscribe them to us. Uh, you know, And then tell them they need to listen for a week so they kind of get it. And then uh, we, that, that's a way you can help support the show that doesn't, that doesn't really cost anything. So we, that helps as much as the other way. New listeners always helps us find new sponsors, too. So we appreciate you doing that. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We'll be back tomorrow. It is Stacy Westfall. We'll be here with a training episode. So if you like Stacy, uh, join us tomorrow morning, and then Jamie will be back on Wednesday. Thursday this week, we have driving. And then Friday is really bad ads day, so join us on Friday. And the prizes are ridiculous. You guys get some really bad ads in and send them to us. You get double like the entries if you afford this it. Month. It's crazy. All right. Thanks, everybody. Spay, neuter, geld. Okay, we are out. Hi, auditors. Hey, auditors, tonight uh, at 8 o'clock, don't forget that we're going to be having a little Facebook Live over there if I'm still alive at 8 o'clock tonight. I got this, I don't know if it's cold or not, but I'm getting worse. My eyes are welling up. and Allergies. Yeah, it has to be, because where would I have gotten a cold? I haven't seen another human except Jennifer in two months. I'm telling you, she's going out on you. She's <laughs> She's... She's cheating on you. She's leaving the home without you. (laughs) Anyway, um, so you got a question that you were going to answer. I did. Um, Erica sent me a question, and I've got another one, I believe, for Wednesday. So stick around for that, too. Um, Erica sent me a question, says, my new OTTB Hannibal. Great name. What is it? Hannibal. 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 (laughs) Hannibal. 
Hannibal. Hannibal has started a habit of not wanting to wait for me to take the rope off when we turn out. It's starting to be a constant battle. Can you think of any solutions? I he think leads- his name is Hannibal. You're lucky he's not biting your face off. <laughs> he leads well, but as soon as you walk him through the gate, he's like, okay, bye. Um, so here's the thing. And so she does turn out with halters on, but she has breakaway halters on. But um, I did find out she does have a dually halter, which is the Monty Roberts halter. And Girl, get your get your walking shoes on because you're about to do some do some exercise. So the horses know that when they go through the gate, you unclip that lead rope, boom, clink, 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 and they are like peace out, right? So what you have to do is you have to you have to take him by surprise. What you want to do at first, have the dually halter on, have a longer line so you can have a little more leverage and control, and just wa- oh, have the gate open and walk him in through the gate and walk him back out. And he's probably going to freak out at the end and, you know, school him with the dually or let him run a little bit and let him hit the end of the line and just be like, you know, like, what was that? And walk him out and walk him back in and walk him out and walk him back in and walk him out, blah, 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 back and forth, and back and forth. And every time make it a little more challenging. Like if you do that 10 times and he's like, okay, I'm just going to follow you, walk him out and click the clip on the rope, like click, 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 click. And he's going to go, Oh my God, it's time. And you're going to go, no, it's not psych. And then you're going to walk him out and then turn around, walk him in, click, 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 walk him out. And this is all with the dually halter on. So I, um, obviously you don't turn out in a dually halter. So at some point make the switch to your regular breakaway halter, walk him out. either. Yeah. yeah, you just the dually halter is for training hands on sessions only. But she knows that because she actually already posted that to me like, oh, I would never turn around that. But um, so walk him in, walk him out, walk him in, walk him out. And then sometimes walk him in and back him out or back him in and walk him out. And this goes for the rest of his life. So horses are creatures of habit. You know, if you do too many join ups like these lesson horses that we do join ups with at the at when we go to release them, they always know they're going to be released. The horses that have done it a lot and they get very fractious, like here's the time. So we sometimes have to take them to different places and move them around and clip the click, the lead rope, the clip, you know, several times, but just mix everything up. Do not like when you, um, goes for barn sour horses or gate sour horses because people ride out of the gate and ride back to the barn and get off or they ride up to the gate and get off and walk back. So I never get off my horse in the same spot. You have an arena, say it's, you know, like a dressage arena with the letters. You get off at S one day, you get off in the back corner, you get off in the front corner, you get off in the middle of the arena, just mix it up. Always keep your horse guessing. If they make a decision that you didn't make, Make that the wrong decision because they need to be paying attention to you. But you also have to be paying attention to what you're telling them with your body as well. But to answer this specific question, just in and out, in and out, in and out, click the lead rope, in and out, back and forth, back and forth until you finally get to where the horse is like, okay, she's not going to do it this time. And then ah, do it. But always make sure you release the horse when you've turned them back towards the gate. Right. So you walk them in, 
turn and face them so you can back up while they turn and run. A lot of people I've I've known horsemanship wise, we talked about on the show today, you walk them into the gate, you unclip the lead rope, or you take the halter off and their butt is right to your face when they go to blast off. So just always have that good horsemanship in mind too. So walk them in, turn them towards you, take you off the lead rope. And then hopefully that'll answer your question. But again, it's just going to take, take you doing some homework, but it should take no time. It'll be fine. He's Hannibal, for God's sake. He's amazing. <laughs> I don't know him, but he sounds amazing. <laughs> He's not biting your face off, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, so there's your answer. Well, you and, know, uh, I always see. say the horse's name reflects their personality. I think I would have changed it. But she, I, she actually named him Hannibal because he had some sort of like, I can't remember the exact story, but I remember her posting about him. Um, now, uh, Caitlin had a question, and I will answer that on Wednesday. All right, sounds good. Well, again, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Please stop posting the murder hornet pictures. because Everybody flood his page with murder hornet pictures <laughs> and also the eyeball picture, if you could. Oh, God, that was awful. Tell me you didn't block that one. I did block that one. Oh. I did. And I, I'm not the only one to block that one. I saw a bunch of posts about people. I can't believe he even posted it, but oh, well. <laughs> Ugh. I can't believe he had bungee cord cross ties. What? I think that's a thing. But I, it shouldn't. I, I, we've, never had, we've never had them. I can't stand bungee cords. Like Lucas, yeah. I'm like, oh, put it down, put it down. Like bungee cords in the back of our truck, and I'm like, no, I don't, I don't know. I have like a fear of bungee cords, like extensive it fear. Was bungee a thing cords for a long much. time to haul in trailers. Remember those thick bungee cord ones they would have in trailers? Ugh, bungee uh, cords. That was why ago, would you? Mm -mm. I don't no. think that's been a recent thing. Uh, all right. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you tonight, uh, 8 o'clock. Um, and what what are we singing out of today's show? Uh, oh, I love how that they said that they like how we bicker. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what is, like, the one biggest pet peeve you have of me? Oh, I have a song we could sing out to. But what's your biggest pet peeve of me? What, what do I do that pisses you off? Oh. No, there's so many I have to think about it. <laughs> you, see, the fact that you didn't have an answer really quick is a good thing. <laughs> Let me remind you, I am still oh, a woman. I have a perfect song to play this out to today because of what we talked about with one of our terrific listeners. I was going to say, I. I hate you. 